Yo, today's QOD is desire is sacred. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today, we are wrapping up our short mini-series all about vision and visualization with a brand new speaker, Mitch Horowitz. I was at Barnes & Noble maybe three weeks ago, surprise, surprise, and I stumbled upon a book that I had never seen before. It was by one of my favorite authors of all times. His name is Neville Goddard. He wrote and he spoke under his first name, just simply Neville. In this book, it's called Five Lessons, a Masterclass, The Spiritual Visionary's Most Powerful Lessons. And it was put together by Mitch Horowitz, today's speaker. The book is amazing. I took it home. I knocked it out. Highly recommended. And I've read quite a few of Neville's books over the last several years. And I can say that his work is some of the most important work I have ever read. This guy has influenced so many people out there, but at the same time, very few people actually know about him. So whenever you've heard about thinking from the end, living from the end, living in the state of the wish fulfilled, that's Neville's work. So we've heard that from Bob Proctor. We've heard it from Wayne Dyer and many others as well. And I've been wanting to introduce Neville to you for quite a long time. He's got a ton of audio content, like old lectures on YouTube, but the audio quality just isn't where I want it to be for the show. And as I got toward the end of the Five Lessons book, there's a chapter in there by Mitch all about, you know, his impressions of Neville Goddard and his thoughts and just kind of about uh, Neville's life. And so I started poking around on the internet about Mitch and I stumbled upon this maybe hour and a half long YouTube lecture uh, that he gave. And half of that lecture is about the life and the works of Neville. And so I grabbed a clip of it because, again, I just really want to introduce you to his work because it's so important. I really want to encourage you to go out to the bookstore and pick up any of his books. Uh, Some of my favorite ones are Feeling is the Secret, as well as The Power of Awareness, I believe. Actually, you know what? I have it right in front of me. Yeah, it's called The Power of Awareness. So read those two books. So important. And I hope you enjoy today's clip. Here's Mitch. So I I began researching Neville's life, and he would tell these stories that were really quite hard to believe, but they turned out to be true. He was drafted into the army during the Second World War, and he desperately did not want to be in the army because he had just gotten married, and he had a young daughter, and he was in his late 30s. He was a little old to be drafted. You could be drafted, I think, up until about the age of 43 at that time. It was at the height of the Second World War. And he was in boot camp training in Louisiana. And as he described it in his lectures, he was really desperate to get out of the Army. He had left his wife and his newborn daughter, Victoria, at home at their uh, apartment building in Greenwich Village on Washington Square West. And he wanted no part of the army, and he felt he was too old to be there, and he really wanted to get out. And so he went to his commanding officer, and he asked for a discharge. And the commanding officer said, absolutely not. Of course not. And so Neville claimed in his lectures that 
he would go to bed every single night visualizing, picturing, imagining himself back in his apartment in Greenwich Village every single night. And he did this for several weeks. And to his great shock and surprise, his commanding officer summoned him to his office and he said to him, Goddard, do you still want a discharge? And he said, yes, very much. And he said, fine, you're free to go. And I read this in one of Neville's lectures and I said, I simply can't believe that. This was at the height of the Second World War. Yes, he was old for, for a draftee, but remember, Neville was a dancer. He was probably in perfect shape physically. He remained slender and athletic his entire life. There's just no way it struck me that the Army would have just suddenly given Neville a discharge. So I began to research his life, and I found his original draft papers, found where he was stationed at Camp Polk in Louisiana, and found, sure enough, sure enough, at the height of the Second World War, four months, four months, after Neville was drafted, he was honorably discharged from the Army. Honorably discharged. And the discharge papers said he was discharged because he had to pursue a vital civilian occupation. So I contacted an officer in the Army's public affairs office to talk this over, and I described the situation to him. He must have been thrilled to hear from me. And, um, and, and I said, now, this man was a metaphysical lecturer. Why would he have been discharged from the military at the height of the Second World War to pursue what his discharge papers call a vital civilian occupation? He was a metaphysical lecturer. And the officer promised he would check it out. And he wrote back to me and he said, well, unfortunately, Mr. Goddard's records were destroyed in a fire in 1973, one year after his death at the Army's Special Records Center in Georgia. And that's all the information we have. All that remained from the fire was his final payslip indicating the date of his discharge honorable discharge about four months after he was inducted into the army. And that September, in September of 1943, there was a profile of Neville in all, of, of all places, of all places, in the New Yorker magazine, not a magazine known for its occult proclivities, describing him back in town, speaking in Greenwich Village, speaking at the Actors Church in Midtown, and it was a somewhat tongue-in-cheek profile, but maybe one of the only profiles of a mystical figure like Neville ever written in The New Yorker, but confirming that there he was, back in Greenwich Village, speaking uptown, speaking downtown. I found a lot of episodes like that in Neville's life. I write about him in One Simple Idea and other places, where he would make these claims that seemed absolutely outlandish, and I can't tell you what happened, but I can tell you that the logistics of what he described hold up. 
but his army discharge papers were destroyed in a fire <laughs> one year after his death. Neville taught not only that your imagination is God and that everything that you experience is the result of your own emotional mental pictures pushed out, but he also taught that desire is sacred. Human desire is sacred. And he said that when you feel a yearning or a desire for something, whatever it is, that's God speaking to you. That's God speaking to you. And insofar as the God of Old and New Testament is this being of creation, so are you, so are you. And that desire should never be pushed away or compromised with. It should be fulfilled. It should be fulfilled. And if you use your imagination, so he taught, to fulfill desire, it would unfold in the right way, in the right time, as long as you didn't grasp for it in some excessive way. He didn't counsel passivity. He didn't counsel passivity. He said at certain moments, at certain times, you might feel induced to act upon a certain thing, to act in a certain way, and those might be seen as divine instructions. But he counseled a kind of exquisite patience. He said, just form the mental picture. Just form the mental picture. Live with it. Feel it. Live it in. Don't see yourself doing it as if it's up on a movie screen somewhere. Feel yourself doing it. He said, if I wanted to imagine myself climbing a ladder, I wouldn't see myself climbing a ladder as if I was watching it up on a screen somewhere. I climb. Feel those rungs in your hand. I'll share with you a little three-step version of Neville's method that I boiled down. I'll get to that a little bit later. But Neville's teaching was that your wishes and your desires and the plans and the things that you want to see through in the world are divine, are sacred. They are not only your birthright, they are your royal road to self-realization. God didn't wrestle with the question of whether to create the earth. God created it. Christ didn't wrestle with the question of whether to create loaves and fishes or wine at the wedding or whether to walk on water. He did so. And so Neville taught that your desires, they're sacred, they're holy, they're expressive of your deepest nature. All right, that was Mitch Horowitz. His website is MitchHorowitz.com. He's got a book coming out on October 16th. I'm super excited about it. I have it on pre-order already on Amazon. It is called The Miracle Club. And in the book, he breaks down the insights and the methods of people like Neville and Napoleon Hill and Ralph Waldo Emerson and many others. So I'm highly, highly recommend that you pre-order that. And if you want to watch today's entire talk, go to YouTube and punch in Mitch Horowitz. 
Horowitz, The Miracle Club. That is it for me. I hope you enjoyed this short series about vision and visualization. I will see you tomorrow with our Finance Friday episode with Lisa Nichols. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.